Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's back to the arena. The interviews with DC the DJ. Welcome to another episode. And today we're going to be talking with singer James Christian from the band House of Lords. Now, House of Lords released their debut self-titled album back in 1988. And since then has gone on to join the ranks of Frontier Records, who basically is carrying the torch of hair metal and melodic rock, that great sound from the 80s. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with James Christian. Now, this interview was done back at the end of 2022, so it's a little bit older than the normal ones we do, but I wanted to get it in. It's a classic interview with James Christian from House of Lords as we talk about their 2022 release, Saints and Sinners. It all comes up right after the break. It's back to the arena, the interviews. I am your host, DC. Now, some bands don't make it to four albums, and many bands don't make it to eight, but House of Lords have done much more than that. They have released their 11th studio album called Saints and Sinners, and I want to welcome one of the founding members of the band to the show, James Christian. Welcome to Back to the Arena, the interviews. How are you? I am good. Thanks for joining us today. Good to be good to be here. All right. Well, I remember buying that first House of Lords self-titled CD and immediately becoming a fan. When I saw you had new music coming, I could not wait to hear it. Wow. I mean, that's a long time ago. That's yeah. that's um, many many years ago. Yeah. So, at, least, will... at least it wasn't the cassette era, right? No. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> just you just missed that one. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, uh, talk about the history of the band. Give me the uh, back to the formation, the disbanding, getting back together, the grunge sure. scene, ruining everything, and all the way oh, up to yeah. now. Uh, yeah, give me the story. Well, I'm, if I'm getting the the, uh, the year correct, because I'm, I'm a little vague on that myself these days, but uh, 1987, maybe 87, 88, uh, was um, the first HOL record. You probably know better than I do on that. <laughs> but um, that was with Greg Jafria, Chuck Wright, Lana Cordola, and uh, Ken Mary on drums. And it was it was a super group. That's all I can say. When you say super yeah. group, that, that um, list of musicians was um, unbelievable. I mean, I came from working in bands in New Haven, Connecticut, Good bands, nothing, you know, good bands came out of New Haven, but this was an exceptional band. And being being the singer, 
I would be on front stage and I'd be listening to this awesome music coming. And I said, boy, get your shit together and make sure you <laughs> do a great job because they're playing their ass off. Yeah. So that was uh, one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite um, groups of the um, incarnations of House of Lords. Unfortunately, bands do break up or members leave or for whatever reason. And that um, formation only lasted one record. Mm. Then it changed over to um, Doug Aldrich on guitar. And um, that was, again, another amazing addition. Doug was just one of the, you know, the great, was still one of the greatest around. And uh, that wasn't that wasn't such a um, a drastic change because it was just one member change, mm. and then from there that was the second Sahara record with "Can't Find My Way Home," "Remember My Name," some really good stuff on that yeah, record. Great songs. Yeah, and then on the third album, "Demons Down," um, Chuck Wright was no longer with us, and um, a, a guitar player was no longer with us. I think Jen, Dennis Chick ended up being with us and that is where the dreadful um grudge grunge era now don't get me wrong i don't hate i don't hate grudge um i've learned to understand why it evolved and how it evolved maybe you know this many years afterward during the time though it was the worst thing that could ever happen <laughs> because melodic really we had no chance you know i remember a, a program director coming up to us at the album listening party which we just signed new management, same management as Guns N' Roses. So we were really, you know, set to take off even, you know, higher than we could have imagined. And the program director told us, he goes, Demons Down is a great record, one of your best, but it's never going to get played. And I said, what the hell? Why? And he started explaining it to me. It's almost like he was talking a different language. Like, I didn't see this coming. I didn't see it coming because we were living in our bubble and there was something else happening on the outside. So that um, that pretty much put the kibosh on House of Lords for many years. Everybody was so, we put so much work into that record and to have it just not even get a chance to be out there was, you know, kind of depressing. Yeah. So we have what we have, though, is a record that everybody wants to buy and can't find. You know, it's a collector's <laughs> item to some people. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, I wish they would have had the opportunity to we would have had the opportunity to tour on that record. It would have been great. You know, we got to tour on first two albums. We didn't get the tour on Demons Down. So there was a big lull in time there. So um, and I can't even remember when. Uh, Frontiers had uh, phoned me to reform. Oh, they already had the band. Uh, they had Lanny, they had Ken, and they had Chuck. And they were just looking for me. I guess I was I was MIA for many years, <laughs> raising my daughter, you know, and just really enjoying life without that kind of, uh, you know, without the stress of music in my life at that point. But I got pulled back in and um, you know once you're once you're in you're never out i guess they would say but i um i was happy to do the record power and the myth unfortunately it wasn't the record that people were expecting not that it was a bad record because it was just a different record i mean the band members wanted to kind of join in on the um alternativeness of what was going on at the time 
And I and I stayed away from it. I didn't know it, didn't understand it. And most importantly, I couldn't sing it. I really yeah. couldn't. I mean, I, it's just not something I couldn't um, sink my teeth in singing something that actually just didn't didn't do it for me. There's no challenge to doing it. And certainly no melodies that that you know made me you know take notice. So that that album got you know whatever reviews it got. Mick, I would say mixed reviews. And then uh, Frontiers came back to me and asked me um, if I myself could recreate House of Lords and uh, the way you know it was back on the first three records and. Quite honestly, I don't think you can ever repeat something like that without the same people. But I, I do know what they were talking about, what they were looking for, and that's where World Upside Down was born. And I don't. Are you familiar with any of these records? Yeah, just yeah. Curious. Okay. So, um, yeah. So let me just make sure we're good here. Let me see. I have an auto drop. Um, okay. So, yes. Yeah, so, well, World Upside Down. Ended up being a record that got very good reviews from everyone. They were expecting something like that from Power and the Myth. So that started the ball rolling uh, with the new lineup of House of Lords with Jimmy Bell, BJ Zampa, myself, and Chris McCarvel. We did numerous records together, each evolving, some going a little, straying a little bit from the formula. But, you know, after a while, when you're doing like 11 albums, you've got to try something different. You know, we tried to do that on a few records, but the fans wouldn't have it. You know, they wanted what they wanted. It's really, you know, the music, melodic music uh, community, it's very locked into what they do. There, there's not many of them, but they're there for a reason. And you either love melodic music or, you know, you love something else. So we tried to stay within that. I don't want to call it a bubble, but just stay within those parameters. But on this record, I had to do something different. You know, I just, you know, after so many years of doing those, we said, let's go back to the roots in the beginning and not try to copy what we did, but bring that spirit back in and bring a keyboard player back in. And that's where we got Mark Mangold. And he was a, he was an excellent, probably a perfect choice for the band. So the writing took a different turn it became more album oriented. It became much more interesting because there were so many musical sections to each song that um, you know the listener had so much to to go by. It wasn't a three minute song where verse, chorus, guitar solo, chorus out. You know, we just there was a lot of stuff going on. We didn't know how it would turn out. We didn't know what the record company was going to say. So we let the fans decide. And so far, it's getting really, really good reviews. So really happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about some of the songs on the new album. Uh, the first single sure. that we got to hear was House of the Lord. Uh, yeah. Tell me about that song and why you released that as the first single. We released it because it was the closest thing that I could hear to Pleasure Palace, which was on the first album. Now, they're totally different songs. But they have a, a relationship and how they were constructed. Keyboard intros with, you know, bombastic drums and and then the you know the vocals coming in, a very intricate midsections and a you know and a very grandiose outro. 
So I thought this was going to be a perfect song to reintroduce everybody to the same band that bought them, you know, the other songs that we were doing. I mean, the, the last record I wrote with Mark Spiro, and we have some great songs on there, but they just weren't getting through to our listening audience. So these songs were more, you know, geared toward people who were, you know, into the first three albums. It was the best uh, introduction song we could have chose out of the album. This is House of the Lord from the band House of Lords. I'm back to the arena, the interviews.
station and more rock coming up after this quick break. The podcast bringing artists closer to you. It's back to the arena. The interviews. Before the break, you heard the song House of the Lord from the brand new Saints and Sinners album from House of Lords. I am talking with James Christian on this episode. And after that song came the amazing title track, Saints and Sinners. Uh, I absolutely love that song. It took me right back to those 80s glory days. Tell me about the song Saints and Sinners. Well, the, that song to me, it felt like, and I listened, you know, as I'm listening to the roughs of it, I'm thinking, this there's something to this song that I can't get out of my head yeah, with the chorus, obviously, you know. I'm thinking to myself, wow, simple and just right. It, it just, it sounded so big, yet it was so simple. So we started to construct, construct that song, you know, from, from the beginning to end. And um, there was a lot of writers involved in the on the um, song. I can't I, I can't remember all of them. Mark Mangold was one of them, and it just it just had everything we needed. the uh, the in, The intro of the song was a little challenging because it was a low vocal that had a build from a low part to a mid range vocal to a you know screeching vocal. So you had to get all of those components right as far as you know intensity and. It all worked out perfectly. This guitar solo with a keyboard solo, all the things we wanted were in that song. And I remember hearing it and thinking, it sounds like you want to run a marathon when you listen to it, you know? And that's, I got, to me, that was a compliment. That was a compliment. That was a comment from a girl who had uh, listened to it and said, I want to run a marathon every time I hear the song. So yeah. yeah, definitely. Now, you, you talked about, you know, band members coming and going. I think the one constant in House of Lords is what makes it so good, and that's you. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. But I rely on other people, too. You know, I I, I always don't want to be like the one just being, you know, the one that's, you know, holding all the cards here. I want input from other people. It, I, I thrive on it. And having somebody like uh, Mangold, who's, who's a very opinionated guy in a good way, he knows what he wants, and, he, and and we, you know, we work together well that way. He's worked with um, a lot of uh, different artists. And Drive, she said, is one of his bands. Touch, he said he's been around the block, and he was he also was a main writer in uh, Fool's Game for Michael Bolton. So he's done some great things in his career. He was a great choice as a as a uh, a new member of the band. Jimmy Bell. What can I say about Jimmy? He's one of the best around. Yeah. And now I'm I'm having to share them with autograph, but that's okay, you know. It, it, it's it's the way it, it's the way of the business these days, you know. I mean, there are bands out there that, you know, that don't have all the same members. Some don't have any of the same members, and yet they're still going and doing the same thing. So, I'm a sole member, but I when I work with the band, I make it feel and want it to feel like a band. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't mean to take anything away from the band members because, you know, they make the music. No, but, you know, in any group, you know, if the singer leaves, it's, you know, it, it's hard to replace and get somebody that sound, you know, with the exception of Journey, of course. <laughs> right. I mean, well, look, that was, I have no, you know, look, I I just, I still don't think anybody can replace Steve Perry in right, my right. mind. Um, I mean, there's just something that he did that was just amazing. 
Um, whether he can continue to do it is another story, but that doesn't mean you take away from the creator, the God of himself, you know? So somebody that's going to mimic him, that, you know, it works because there are people that never got a chance to see Journey, ever. So this is this is the best thing for them. And yeah. he, and and what's his name? Uh, the singer Arnell does a great job. Let's face yeah. it, he does. So, um, uh, also uh, the guy in Foreigner, um, I forget his name because I and I know him because he used to work with Doug Aldrich. You're talking about the Do singer. You remember his name? Yeah. Yeah. No, but I've seen them and and they put on a great show still to this day. Yeah, and he's a great singer. Yeah. And he does he does justice to um, to Lou Graham. Lou Graham is Lou Graham. He is he is the original. Right. But if you had to go see Foreigner and you had to see this uh, this lineup, I mean, it's it's there. It works. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's it's so different than it was earlier in, in the bands in the seventies and eighties. It's almost like you lose a member. You you know, like unless it's like the bass player or something who's nobody's caring about. They just like freak out, you know. It's like they, the band's broken up. Yeah, you know, it's not like it's not like today. Everybody is replaceable. Yeah. Well, House of Lords yeah. isn't replaceable. I want to talk about a couple other a, a couple other songs on the new <laughs> album. Uh, the third song, if we're not going in in order, but it just the third song on the album is pretty damn amazing. Uh, the song "Take It All." Yeah. Uh, what can you tell me about that song? Well, that song that was written by myself. Um, Mark Mangold, uh, Kristen Fear, who is for the band called Seventh Key. I think that's the name of it. Seventh Crystal. Okay, Seventh Crystal. Thank you. Yeah, he well, was just on the show a couple weeks ago, so that's why I know. <laughs> thank God, I got well. You know, I, I just I just remember the names of the people I work with, but the yeah. names he works with other bands too, and also Tommy Denander who was uh, involved in this song. Now, this song took a lot of different turns. It, was, it started out one way, and it just wasn't working for me. It just not just wasn't happening until I got a, a piece of a melody from Christian, and I said, okay, now that's where I want to go with it. And so, uh, but I didn't, I wasn't really crazy about the lyric where we were, so uh, Mark and I worked on that lyric and got that lyric to where I, I got to love a lyric when I'm singing it. You know, right. I just can't, not even one line. I, I'm going to, if I'm going to hate it, I'm going to actually hate doing the song. So I got that song to where, where, where it is today. Uh, and if that was a band collaboration, but uh, to get the lyric where it was took a while and singing it was a joy. Once we had it, once we yeah. had it, I said, this is great. And it turned out fabulous. You know, it was just uh, one of those songs that is getting a lot of, um, you know, noticeability from people that listen. It's one of their favorite songs. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I'm not much for ballads, but you had a chilling ballad on uh, this new album, Avalanche, that I wanted to ask uh -huh. about. Uh, uh -huh. It just, you know, it gets to you. It's a great song. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, the song um, was presented to me by Mark, and and it was in a you know a, a demo form. But you could also you you could hear there was just so much going on uh, musically and lyrically. Again, I'll go back to the lyric. This lyric is really about, in a sense, depression. Somebody you know that really needs you know he's living inside himself and he wants to he wants someone to release him. 
And so Avalanche is the is the title of it. And most people think that the song's gonna be this kick-ass rocker and it turns out to be <laughs> a ballad, you know? Yeah. I've heard that heard that said so many times. But the thing was is to get that song across with just a piano and a vocal without having to involve um band members and drummers and other things, just the vocal and, and, and maybe some orchestration. And that's what we did. It was the hardest song to do as far as, you know, getting it right. Took I was about two weeks of working on it, doing verses and trying to understand how that verse is going to make the next part of it, which if I sang it in falsetto, which, you know, probably sounded like the logical thing to do, and it would have sounded weird, especially for me. So it had to be balls out, but not two balls out, or I, you know, it's out of place in a ballad. So the marriage really had to be just right. And we we found it. When we found it, when I knew my wife would turn around and say, oh, that's my favorite song on the record. And I wish I had that song. So I know I did something right when <laughs> she said that. You hardly ever Yeah, when your wife approves, right. that's definitely a, a yeah. good sign. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, especially because she's a singer and she's, you know, she was just getting ready to do her record thinking, you know, she would have loved to have had that song. Uh, <laughs> so. you know, I could sit and ask you about every song. I know we don't have time for that, but I want to ask about the song uh, Roll Like Thunder. That was another great track on the album. Uh, tell me yeah. about that one, if you could. Uh-huh. That song was one of the last songs chosen. Um, it was a Jimmy Bell track worked on by myself, Jimmy Bell, uh, Danny Rexon, who is uh, a, a guy from a band called Crazy Licks, I believe mm -hmm. it is. Says I never met him, but we, you know, we uh, switched. I, I sent him part of the track, and he uh, sent me what he had it for an idea. His idea was part of what we did in the uh, pre-chorus, not the chorus itself, but just the pre-chorus section. So everyone had a hand, their hand in it, and Mark Mangold had his hand in it as well. And um, the, I loved the track. And it was written twice by other people who tried to write a song to it. And I didn't like it. I didn't like where it was going. Um, Mark gave it a shot on the verses. And I said, that sounds like something I want to I hear. And then the chorus just came up where Mark had a, a, a Roll Like Thunder idea. And before we knew it, we were doing Roll Like Thunder and then doing Thunder, <laughs> like ACDC, you know, and... And I said, hey, listen, if you got to get an inspiration, get it from the guys you love. You yeah. know? So and, and and it happened to be the word thunder and it had the same kind of rhythm. So um, it was people never no one ever says, oh, you stole from them. It's, it's just part of a, a part of a song. Yeah. You know, it just to me, it all fit in its own place. You know, it has a little bit of Def Leppard in it. It's got a little bit of ACDC. And it's still House of Lords because it's got all the elements. Yeah, that we and that, that's all it needs is House of Lords in it. You know, that makes it just a great track. Period. That yeah, you got to You know, what you got to do is you got to you got to um, polish it up. That's you know, like Mark and Jimmy Bell. Forget it. You know, Jimmy Bell does an amazing solo on there, and it's uh, it makes it work. And those were demo tracks. They were tracks that Jimmy laid down. And then we had to have Johan, who's the drummer, this guy from uh, Sweden, amazing drummer. He's got his own studio with live drums, which was really a treat for me. I, I, I wanted live drums on the record. So he would um, send me a track. I'd say, 
good, but maybe, you know, I, I'm pretty uh, specific with drums on how I like them to um, interact with the lead vocal. So even though he had a lead vocal, there were times he was doing things that I could have, you know, I wanted something different. But we were working with somebody who had his own drum kit. So we'd go in there and redo a part. And we'd be working like that until we got it the way we wanted. Yeah. And we worked through um, video cameras. Yeah, that's got to be the, the weirdest part, especially making all those albums throughout all those years. Yeah. You know, it's nothing like being in a room with a band. That, that yeah. Those days are just so gone. Yeah, we were lucky. We so, got that was the best era of recording, being able to go into a studio and 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 I mean go into a friggin' studio like A and M, or record plant and do music in those places. Come on, yeah. So you know, I, I we mean, we broadcast in in twelve countries, but I'm I'm here in Indianapolis, and I got to know when will the USA get to see House of Lords on tour again? God, you know, it's funny because Indianapolis, where, where were we when we started, though? It was um, Indiana, but it was Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. That, that's nowhere near. Is that close to you? Or, I it's, mean, it's a I'm, couple hours away. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we, we have toured in those areas uh, with House of Lords when we were with Cheap Trick. But in years, the thing is, and I got to be honest with you, Melodic music, rock, uh, melodic rock bands. There's not much going on for melodic bands unless you're playing casinos. I mean, there's just, I mean, the club circuit is not, it's not that happening. We did a few shows in New Jersey. We've been to New York. We've been to uh, Las Vegas, um, California, obviously. Midwest was one of my favorite places to play. They were the best audience in uh, early days of House of Lord. You couldn't find a bad night when you were out doing a show in the Midwest. So I don't get it. I mean, where did those, you know, those fans go? Grew mm. up. Who knows? I'm right here. <laughs> yeah, you're there. So you have to be the one to hold the torch and, uh, and keep promoting the band to put out the record. Yeah. So. And that's, that's what the whole name of the show, getting everybody back to the arena, but it'll get hey, there. You know what? It, it's a great arena. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's just, it's, it's just a, a great the, the music is so good. And there are, you know, I, I'll be honest, there are some young bands out there now who uh, I'm so surprised that they're into um, melodic rock music because as far as a financial future in it, I mean, I don't, if you don't have a catalog, like, you know, like we've got 11 songs and a lot of, I mean, 11 albums and, uh, and a history. If you're just coming into it, you know, it's really, it's a hard, hard nut to crack. So, uh, there's bands like Heat. There's bands like um, Eclipse. All great bands. Yeah. These are these are really great bands that you just don't know. The only place they can be in is the melodic rock era. I, you know, I'd say bubble, but yeah. that's what it is. I mean, where else can you go with it? There's no mainstream stations playing that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and we have yet to have Heat on the show, but. We've had Eclipse. I've had yeah. Danny Rexon and Christian. You know, so a lot of the people yeah. you're talking about have been on the show. So it's 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 funny because usually the name I hear when we talk about songwriting is Alessandro Del Vecchio, and and yeah. he, you know he's like in everything with Frontiers, but it doesn't sound like he was on this one. Which you know, no. <laughs> but and I love Alex. I love Alex. Yeah, me too. You know, I mean, we 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 um we know each other. We've worked together. I've done a couple of things for him in, in Italy. I don't remember the name of the band, but I remember doing the project. 
but um, no, I, I, I have to have some kind of different, differentiate uh, what, what House of Lords sounds like. And it couldn't be done by just a house songwriter. Yeah. Right. Not, not taking anything away, you know, because he, uh, Alessandro's done it so many times and he's great at yeah. it. So, but I needed, I needed, um, I needed Mark Mangold. That's what yeah. I needed. And, and I needed Jimmy Bell. And uh, the, the people that I trust and, and the people that I, you know, that I think I can work with in a way that is not going to change the core of what the House right. of Lords was. Very important to me. Let's play another song from the House of Lords album, Saints and Sinners. This is the title track on Back to the Arena, the interviews. Creatures reveal their epic plan. The evil harbingers, the shadows of a man. Rise up and lift the fires, a hush forever's jammed. All the facts within you, resurrection vanquished. Never saw it come Sinners, faithless we fly 
subscribe and catch the next episode of Back to the Arena, the interviews. I am back talking with singer James Christian from the band House of Lords. We are talking about their 2022 album, Saints and Sinners. And we're going to play that chilling ballad that we talked about earlier in the interview. We're going to wrap up the show with that one. But after 11 albums and decades of music and touring, uh, tell me your favorite city all time to play. Texas. Texas was well. Texas. Yeah. Okay. Um, because we, we did okay. a festival there and it was tons of people. And um, they happened to, you know, we, we, we were known in these areas and it was a melodic rock. I can't remember the name of the festival, but bands like Dokken were on it. So we were at home. Mm-hmm. We were at home. Everybody that, <laughs> Loved our music was right there, so you're good. You're in good shape when you're at places that have ten or twelve bands because you have safety in numbers. Everybody's going to bring in some. <laughs> they're going to bring in some of, them, of an audience, you know. So yeah. yeah and, and, and what three songs? I'm sorry. What what three songs do you like playing most? Are there three songs that you can't wait to play live, either on the new album or from the old catalog? Well, I haven't done any for the for the new album yet. That will be next year. But from the old catalog, it'll always be Can't Find My Way Home, Love Don't Lie, and I Want to Be Loved in that order, only because I Want to Be Loved was, you know, was a very popular MTV song. Um, Can't Find My Way Home was a, you know, a monster on AOR radio. Right. And and um, what was the third one I said? Um, Can't Find My Way Home. <laughs> Love Don't Lie. Big video song. So two ballads and a, and a, and a rocker. That's the yeah. way it is, you know. Yeah, so, great songs, and there's a lot yeah. of great songs on the new Saints and Sinners. Everybody needs to go out and pick that up. Uh, they can follow you guys on Facebook at House of Lords B, uh, yeah. singer of and founder of House of Lords, James Christian. Thanks for uh, joining us and talking about the new album and uh, all things House of Lords here for the listeners of Back to the Arena. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And we want to see you back in the Midwest soon. Hey. Find a club for us. Call me and, we're, and I'll get the band out there. In, <laughs> All right. So, Indianapolis. Good. That's what you said, right? Yep. Indianapolis. Okay. There's got to be something there, man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, or in the nearby cities. Uh, well, I'm well, I'm willing to travel for the House of Lords. Where do you go? You got Chicago. We played Chicago. We did a, a melodic rock festival there. It was actually pretty busy, too. That's mm. not too far from Indiana. You go right up one road. Yeah, three hours. There. Three hours of Chicago. Yeah. So, and, and I think maybe Melodic Rock, I, I think the website MelodicRock.com did the concert and a, a place in Chicago. Hmm, okay. And there were quite a few bands there. Jeff Scott Soto was there. There was a lot of different people there. Okay. I'll have to look. Very good. Very good show. All right. All right, sir. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Take care. And that is going to do it for another episode of Back to the Arena, the interviews. I am your host, DC. You can get more information about the radio show, Back to the Arena, at our website at backtothearenashow.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Back to the Arena Show. Be sure to subscribe. You never know what interview and who I'm going to have on the next Back to the Arena, the interviews. Going to leave you with that chilling ballad avalanche that we talked with James Christian about a little bit earlier. And I will see you next time on Back to the Arena, the interviews. In the cold and sleepless nights I wait for you to bring me back to life In my electric eyes It does
time can take in every single breath I want you unfreeze my heart and fly away That's why I want to save Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. 
See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Electric acid. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.